This is Matt Field, and you're listening to The Clubhouse, the only fantasy podcast that matters. to the clubhouse you're currently listening on win radio it is currently 68 degrees on a clear and beautiful night in the city of atlanta i'm your host david and i'm joined here with my co-host anil anil how's it going revert the trade oh um sorry i i saw that something went through but um I've had a crazy afternoon, and so I haven't been, you know, near my phone. Um, and so I can I can take care of that for you. Let have you know. seen the trades that have gone through? No, I don't have notifications on Sleeper anymore. So I need you to revert the trade like now. You should take a look real quick. No, I don't have my phone near me. It, uh, you, might, you might want to see this. No, I don't have my phone near me. Okay, well, I'll just um, I'll take care of it after this uh, this call. What do, you, what do you mean something happened? Why don't you just describe what happened? Uh, well, well uh, Larry will probably come on and uh, no, we'll, we'll I want to know it. now. Hang yeah. on, I'm gonna get my phone now that you've done all of this. Let me open the app. Okay, what a dollar for nothing. Um. A dollar for nothing. <laughs> um, a dollar to Larry. A few dollars to to JP. I, I don't understand. Uh, I'm just uh, spreading good cheer to the league. Today is National uh, Fantasy League Owners Appreciation Day, and you know I just thought it fitting as commissioner to. You know, spread some of these blessings around. But why? I mean, is that is that my cash? Are you doing that at your budget? I'm lost. Uh, it's just you know out of my out of my wallet, out of my goodwill. So when are you going to reverse the trade? <laughs> oh, we'll get, we'll get to that. Let's uh let's get into the pod. Um, and and I'll we'll, we'll settle that at some point. Uh, it was a uh, it was a pretty eventful weekend. I mean, that, that we were high. I mean, it, everyone was high scoring. I mean, it was pretty ridiculous. Like, I, I didn't expect so many people to be over 120. I felt like last year, it was like, if you got over 120, you were almost guaranteed. And now you're having to compete with 140s, 150s. I think Mike had even like 160. It was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I... I don't know if I fully understand how to play this game anymore just because it seems like players just like go off every week and it's not like consistent. It's like one week they'll have six points and the next week they'll go five for six for 150 and a touchdown and they have like 23 points. And it's like, how do you, are you looking at the schedule? Are you looking at what your players are matched up against? Yeah. 
mean, you got 125, so I'm not going to I know, but it, like, it wasn't even close to being to winning. I mean, you and went know... against the 40-point quarterback. I mean, that's the thing. That's why. That's what I'm saying is, like, they're, they're how just, are you supposed so to good. win when players are dropping, like, 42 points? Keller dropped 163 with a six-point quarterback. That's uh, what I'm saying. This It's like the game is just, like, insane now. I know. It's become a passing league. It's opened up yeah. a lot more opportunity, I guess. I don't know. It's pretty crazy. It's concerning, honestly. Yeah. I mean, and I was trying to – like, I made a lot of moves last week to a lot of people's dismay and i was trying to like think back like all the permutations of like okay what if i hadn't traded cook to to coomer what if i uh what if i hadn't traded uh, hollywood for javante williams like would is there some scenario where i don't do one of those trades and i win and the answer was no like none of them would have even if you swap Corey davis for hollywood yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. He put up 29 points, but I still you lost by like a difference 20, of, you lost by 25 plus three. You lost by 28. Yeah, so like it wouldn't have made a difference. Like any way you cut it, I still lose. It's tough to get a win. Yeah, I just I, I'm optimistic that I guess one day I'll just hit. I just have to. I mean, I'm doing my best to keep my team serviceable, and I think it still is, but I can't afford to, like, hedge long if a mediocre team is going to just, like, not be able to explode week to week. You'll have your chances. There's buys coming. Things will balance out. <clears throat> your team is looking really good. I don't want to be too bullish, but I'm excited. Lamar uh, really stepped up. I just don't know if he can only do that at home. It looks like a trend, so we have to see. Yeah. I mean, James Robinson was a home run. I can't believe I doubted him. Kyle Pitts is looking good. Yeah, I mean, you're just like a couple pieces away from being at the top of this league, to be honest. Yeah, but – it's I, the the things that I need are the things that are rare. So we have to figure out how to um. What is even rare? Because you have a tight end, which is like the hardest thing to fill. Yeah, he had one breakout game. Well, if you think that it's a trend, it's going to trend that direction. Then yeah, I don't. I'm I'm cautiously excited. I don't think he's going to go another five weeks without a touchdown. We'll see. I mean, <clears throat> the Giants. We're able to stop them. I was really surprised by that because they fucking suck. I watched that Cowboys game. Dan Quinn ate them alive. And Trayvon Diggs, holy shit. That's six picks, five weeks. I mean, that dude's balling. I'm so shocked that Dan Quinn is having such success there. I mean, it's insane. He, I guess he was right. He wanted turnovers. He couldn't get it in Atlanta. And now that he's getting picks, all of a sudden he looks like a genius uh, defensive coordinator. Yeah, I'm. I'm afraid to to play him. <laughs> he's gonna have a. He's gonna eat his lunch with us. We'll see. But yeah, I have uh, written down here in my notes to stay positive, and that's been kind of the uh, the vibe I'm trying to go with now. I think that 
you got your Buddhist, you got your Buddhist monk on. Yeah, I think my negativity has driven me down to the bottom and I need to right the ship in some way. And so I'm trying to stay positive. If you're going to do all that, undo the trade right now, because every second it's just concerning me. Okay. You want me to undo it? Here, let me do it right now. Confirmed. I'm a man of integrity. Thank you. Oh my gosh, that felt so much better. <laughs> well, while we're while we're at it, while I'm spreading these positive vibes, I had some. Uh, I want to go on a bit of a, an apology tour. I think I I need to apologize to some people in the league, and while I could go up and down the roster, I think that's just a little too drawn out. So, but there are a couple people I need to uh, say some apologies to. If you'll bear with me. All right, so let's start off. Michael, listen, man, I know that we've had our differences, but it's never been personal. You know, I will personally shoulder the blame for the way that we handled your Dobbins situation. But honestly, it's in a very sticky place because of the way that Anil was handling red shirts. And so I just really couldn't tolerate any more shenanigans when it came to uh, – you know, the rules, especially from within the rules committee. I thought that you, I thought better of you. And so in my exasperation, I called the board to order and we acted swiftly and decisively. And so I apologize if I upset you in my actions. Next up, I have Joe. I don't know, for some reason, we've been trading barbs all season. And, you know, I thought about it a lot and have been doing some reflecting and I don't really have any idea why we've been trading barbs. You've been an excellent member of the rules committee and I appreciate you for that. This is so pathetic. (laughs) Keller. I honestly, I hate your team because of your success. I'm sorry. You've proved yourself as league champion and this season is honestly a victory lap. I think that Sam Darnold is probably the greatest quarterback in the NFC South. So yeah, there, I said it. And then finally, Anil, I know we started off this season step in step, loss for loss. And, you know, it was kind of fun for a while, but, you know, you've obviously taken a massive step forward and I honestly kind of feel just a bit neglected You know, it feels like back in grade school when you're picking teams at recess for kickball. And while I'm no Pablo Sanchez, you know, no one wants to be the last kid picked. And so here I am, the last one. Um, But, you know, I'm not going to throw rocks at you just because you got picked before me. So I, I apologize for all the hate that I've spread your way. Pope Natty uh, blesses you. Uh, I think that we'll accept the apologies in full. However, this is karma for you cheating and and doing all that red shirt bullshit. Just like I said, just like I said, and this is retribution. This is months of hard work from my side of praying for your fantasy downfall and it's coming to fruition. (laughs) And so now I've found my faith because I now know 
there is someone listening to my complaining when I think nobody's listening to me in the league. There is a God that looks. It says, we need to listen to this man because he's spitting hard fucking facts and no one in here understands except this God. So I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on ordering the voodoo dolls. I probably... I'm I'm probably the number one voodoo doll buyer in the month of September <laughs> and October. Honestly, probably two months running, and I'm gonna continue that. Well, you know, it's I'm I'm sad to hear that, but you know, I'm just gonna continue to smile, continue to wish you the best. I hope that you make it to the playoffs. I hope that you do well in the postseason, and you know, I'll be your fan from here on out. So. You know, that apology tour you just did is, I think, what China is looking for out of Taiwan. You know, I've made this whole Taiwan bit, and I and your apology tour reminds me of the tension between these two countries and, uh, and, and what it's leading to. You know, guys, we need to be really concerned here. There is a World War III that is approaching like a Scud missile. Who and is who is Taiwan in this analogy? You are you or me? Yeah. Uh, well, China wants an apology from Taiwan in the form of rejoining. So I think uh, that in, in this case, you're Taiwan, and you're apologizing uh, to me, China. Okay. <laughs> I'm just telling you, this war is coming. I mean, but, so you don't, you're... you don't understand. <laughs> the chips that drive all of our computers, all this shit. I've read into it. I'm I'm like the number one Taiwan expert right now. I'm a subject matter expert. And I'm telling you, they have things that the whole world needs. China can't replicate it. And they're about to take it by force. And our military is going to have to step in. There's no way around it. I'm just I'm 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 very fearful for what's to come in the next couple of years. There've been a lot of posturing. China does a lot of cool shit to to freak people out. I'm not gonna lie, but shit's going down. We've got to protect Taiwan if we still want iPhones. That's what I'm and, number one concerned about. And that is our geopolitical segment by Anil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was really kind of hoping for. Darren and I to face off this week, both being 0 and 5, because um, that would have been excellent narrative wise. But it didn't happen. So this is what I'm stuck with just being a nice guy. You sound so sad and defeated. Makes me feel bubbly inside. Oh, God. I think on that note, we can uh, bring in our guest for, the, for today, someone else who might be. A little down on his luck. Bring him on. Today's most esteemed guest is the 2012 league runner-up. He is the current Saquon Barkley owner. He is the man, the myth, the legend. The barefoot Larry, bandit. <laughs> the barefoot <laughs> bandit. Larry, welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. Been, uh, Highly anticipated coming on. Yeah, and you know, I gotta, I gotta start with an apology, man. I've in the earlier segment, I've, I've been on a bit of an apology tour, and 
I have to say, man, I'm sorry we didn't get you on last week. We It would have made sense to get you on. We ended up going with JP. You are flying high off of your kind of statement win, and the landscape has kind of shifted a bit. Um, and so I apologize we couldn't get you on the pod. Yeah, that's all right. I was I was hoping for the invite last week, but uh, but here we are. <laughs> How are you feeling about your team? Oh man, uh, not good. Um, as soon as Barkley went down, I uh, didn't feel so good. <laughs> a little thin at running back, and uh, after having team of the week last week, starting to look like I'm uh, pretty mediocre right now. So. Not great, but, you know, if I can fill in one spot, I might be all right. So we'll see. I mean, did you, like, when you drafted him, like, what was going through your head? What was kind of your calculation for the season, I guess? Well, to be honest, I didn't think he would last that long, you know. Going at nine, I was like, okay, he's going to be – I mean, most mock drafts, he's ranked, like, top five for sure, you know, usually going around number five. So I figured, you know, when he landed to me at number nine, I just had to take him. It was too much, too much potential not to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was worried about the ACL, but I also had experience with guys like Adrian Peterson who came back from an ACL and just tore it up. So yeah, you never know. It's always a risk. But uh, he looked pretty good, you know, for a couple of weeks there until his ankle exploded. So <laughs> you just never yeah. you just never know with these guys and uh some guys are more injury prone than others you know i was nervous about mccaffrey too and i knew he was gonna go high if not number one he goes number one and gets hurt again so some guys are just they get tagged with these injury things and especially running backs so hard yeah and neil aren't you our a like self-proclaimed league doctor or something can you give us a assessment he's of the not dead. situation. The good news <laughs> is he's not dead. I celebrate that. The ankle is swollen. The picture makes it look a little bit worse than it is. But based on his injury history, they're going to be very conservative here on out. So I expect him to probably miss three to four games before they even think about bringing him back. If we see him before that, there's a big re-injury risk uh, for greater problems. So it's it's unfortunate, but it was the risk Larry took, and he knew it. Yeah, all true. Yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely a risk. And, you know, it, I, I felt like they were going to be conservative w- with him in the beginning anyways with the ACL, and they were. And then when he started opening up the last couple of weeks, I was like, all right, he's ready to go. But, yeah, now they're going to be extra cautious. And with Daniel Jones out, who knows what the Giants are going to do. So it's a little rough situation. And, Neil, weren't you trying to trade for him earlier this season? (laughs) I was. I got a lot of trade offers for him, so you're not the only one. Were any of them enticing, or were people just trying to lowball you? Yeah, there was a couple lowballs. There was one or two reasonable ones, but I, I thought he had more potential than the average return I was getting. So didn't work out. But was Anil throwing you a bunch of garbage or was he doing a little Kamara swap type situation? 
No, it was never that good. It was a bunch of average guys. Damn. I, I don't yeah. like quantity over quality. You know, I'm not going to take like three mediocre guys and hope one works out when I have a first round pick on the line. So it just, it is what it is. Yeah. I feel like most of the time in the league, everyone always wants to do like a two for one where they're giving away two mediocre players. And those type of deals yeah. rarely work. Rarely work. Exactly. Yeah. I've been slow on the trades this year. I, it always makes me nervous because I want to do one-for-one type trades, need-for-need type trades. And this league, it just blows up into, oh, I'll give you four guys for two guys. And it's just, I'm not into that. Have you thought about joining the FTC? <laughs> I didn't get an invite initially, so I don't know. <laughs> the, the invite, the doors are open, open <laughs> for you. So You know, I've worked with, you know, Michael Miller – was professional little joe is professional big joe gave me a reasonable offer so everyone's been mostly fair i've had a few that were just like okay you're just messing with me because you think i'm desperate but (laughs) (laughs) how many how many of those deals did you pull the trigger on i didn't i didn't i haven't made any trades official yet so yeah you got to work with the right people i know i know (laughs) where we can find them we'll talk off we'll talk offline you know, I got a couple really solid tight ends. So, you know, I, if, if you're hurting for a tight end, which I think you might be, David, we can work something out. Yeah, we, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> All right. What, what do you guys think about uh, the state of the league right now in terms of kind of like the power rankings? It's interesting. I feel like the bottom of the power rankings aren't as bad as we thought, you know, with Anil climbing out. And even David's 0 for teams, I don't think is that bad. And I think some of the top guys like Keller is very beatable. I mean, if you look at how many points he's scored, it's really not that much. Um, so who, who are you talking I, I think about? It's pretty Keller? Even. Yeah. <laughs> Did he just drop like 160 points or something? Yeah. Look at his totals though. Even with, even with the 160, I mean, he's averaging like 110 before that. So I think everyone's within reach. I'm just, I just think it's very even this year. There's no really bad teams. There's no real dominant teams. And what are your thoughts? I just want to make the playoffs. And when I look (laughs) at, when I look at it, I mean, the one and two seeds are long gone. I mean, that's, that's out of play. I think three and four are out of play. If I'm going for anything, I'm going for six. So I actually don't even care what Keller, you know, I respect it, but I don't give a shit what Keller's doing. I don't give a shit what little Joe's doing. I don't give a shit what big Joe's doing. I just care about Larry and whoever else is near me in that two and three area, because I've got a leapfrog. I think Austin and Larry to get in there and I'm 20 points away. So those are my markers. <laughs> I'm, I'm just zoning in right there. Have you looked at the think... preview, though, Anil, this week? I, I mean, know. It looks you, like I'm about got to get of... on. <laughs> got a lot of bye week problems. That's, that's when it gets tough. I need that Jamal Williams home stadium touchdown at the red zone goal line. I need that so badly. <laughs> I'm starting Jamal Williams, and it's cringeworthy. Do you I had think, to upgrade um, Hunter Henry. He scored two touchdowns in a row, so I know that when I start him now, he's not going to be targeted at all. 
Bill Belichick. Yeah, John, like, John Smith's gonna him. have like three touchdowns. <laughs> go for a hundred yards. I think Joe has added Bill Belichick as like a secret co-owner to my team, and he gets push <laughs> notifications of who I'm playing. Gets to see my roster, and if we're starting any Patriots players, he yanks <laughs> them from the plan. Uh, last week I had Patriots versus what's their face Texans. Yeah, I me thought too. it was going to be like a that twenty was... plus point day, and <laughs> they barely made it through bleeding points. I mean, it, he was doing it to fuck with me. I know it. I, I absolutely know it, and he's going to fuck me over this week too. I'm sure. I had New England with the pickem too, and I was like, I was hoping you weren't after you went away, and I was like, that's a lock, and. Nothing is a lock in this league, man. It's crazy. Should have left to that Tennessee. <laughs> Do y'all think uh, the Golden Boy JP is he gonna fall down these rankings for a little bit? With uh, I gave him Madison, so I don't think so. I don't think he'll hang in there. What is he? Have, Russell Wilson's out for a while. Is that gonna affect? Is Chris Carson hurt yeah, too? I mean, yeah, Chris Carson's hurt too. I mean, he's in trouble. He's got a fucked I mean, it's up neck. It's There's funny, like spinal I think... <laughs> wrists and all sorts of nasty shit with the neck. He may not even come back. They're just being hush hush about it. Yeah, that's a that was a weird one. And I think JP's a closet Seahawks fan. He's always been my Seahawks <laughs> players. But I feel like my team and the Seahawks are in the same spot right now. It's just the, the injuries right now are just terrible. It's really going to ruin their season. Dang, TJ Hawkinson's had a bad three weeks, too. Because they figured out that that's only the person they have to guard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Lions are weird. I mean, Swift for Keller has been crushing it, too, and I don't get it. It, Him, like Swift and Kareem Hunt, these guys who are like running backs that don't get carries but still putting up points is just mind-boggling to me. I don't get it. Kareem Hunt has more points than Chubb, like – on what planet it's insane it's the but, touches uh, that you get i guess i mean yeah it's what you do with it but it's also what those guys do when they get near the red zone you know cream hunt is vulturing all these red zone touches usually off receptions not even carries but chubb gets his 20 carries and still gets his points too so it's crazy how that works but the lines are awful and swift still gets his points yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that continues for the rest of the season. Because uh, so, it better not. I need Swift to go down a little bit. You know, I don't want him getting all excited and taking the job. Not when Jamal's starting for me this week. No, sir. Let's <laughs> feed the boy. Twenty-eight carries. Oh, it's twenty-eight. Risky. I don't know about that. Twenty-eight carries. <laughs> Dang. Let's see that happening. Well, anything else we need to cover today? Yeah, I think a bunch more. I think we got to talk <laughs> a little bit more about Larry. I mean, what are you going to honestly do with the Saquon situation? You just brushed it off five minutes ago, but I need to know. Are you replacing him via trade, waiver? I mean, what's your, what's your, what's your MO right now? Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm going to try to see the free agent line of course but uh you know how that goes people usually overpay for backup running backs and 
but I'll play that game. And if it doesn't work out, I'm open to trades. Now I got some valuable, I got loaded at wide receiver. I mean, I haven't even started Higgins all season and he's a great receiver and he's back, not hurt anymore. And I got two of the top five tight ends. I mean, is he going to get love? Hang on. Is Knox he and Schultz are three love? and four. Who? Uh, Higgins. Jamar Chase is out there showing up. Yeah, he's doing well, but Higgins is – I mean, he's getting his touches. He's going to get yards. Who names their child T? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what does that stand for? Uh, I don't know, but Burrow's – I mean, Burrow's my backup quarterback too. I mean, he's got a weird injury right now, but he's playing well. So their offensive all... line's not that bad, but he's still running around like an idiot. I watched yeah. him, like, dive into somebody's head. He got concussed. <laughs> he comes back in the game, throws a bomb, and then he gets, like, hit in the throat, has to go overnight to the hospital. The dude's it's fucked young. up in it's the young. head. It, it's just like uh, Josh Allen, you know? They're both young. They both do stupid things, but they're both really talented, so they're both going to make plays. Josh Allen's fucking lethal. I mean, my God. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders has been a nice little grab. Oh, oh my uh, God! Don't roster. But explain to me this, since you have one on my side. <laughs> how is it that the player that I thought was the best in the NFL, like the actual best, is throwing four picks and looking like a bitch? <laughs> I mean, what in the world happened? Was it yesterday or was it the day before? I think it was Sunday night. Sunday, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck was that? That was one of the worst performances (laughs) I've seen. It was Falcons-like. Like, he was throwing untimely picks. The defense couldn't stop shit. I mean, I thought he was really good, but I guess it doesn't – I guess regression affects everybody. I mean, it's – everyone overreacts to like what you just saw. I mean, I agree with everything you just said, but the week before he was the best quarterback in the league. I mean, against he's the still Eagles, the number one like QB, 40, yeah, but he's, he's still the number to one be QB, able to beat anybody. Points. He's supposed yeah. to be able the to problem beat is, is anybody. His team isn't helping him out. Like you said, the defense is terrible. So he's trying to bail out his horrible defense. And he should be able to bail him out. That's what I'm trying to say. We've seen it from Rogers Breeze, Brady, all those fuckers can do it. He 100% is capable of doing it. But I guess yeah. Justin Herbert nuked his ass. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but they transferred Mahomes' DNA into Herbert this offseason. <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced of it. Uh, I don't know about that. He'll bounce back. God, if Herbert had just had like a regular like 20-point week, I would have won. Yeah, Keller got so lucky with that Mike Williams shit. Well, that's the thing. Like Mike Williams had one point the week before, and then I play him, and he's got thirty some. You know, that's just how it goes. Like these streaky players sometimes. The last two three years, that guy like fucks his shoulder up every time he jumps. All of a sudden, <laughs> this year he can do everything acrobatic. He's like Julio out there. But the last three seasons, I watched him jump up, get ninja chopped in the neck, and then he's out for three weeks. Yeah. I never know. It's those drugs, man. Somewhat, I, you got to draft based on who's taking drugs. I mean, that's, I think that's what you have to think. Because I've seen it, even DJ Moore. DJ Moore was never this good until he got that injection this offseason. I'm telling you. Isn't he hurt? Dude, now? He's good. Isn't no. he dumb for he's the like season? a top five receiver. 
I thought no, he's he done for the good. season. What? I'm thinking of chart. Yeah, no. DJ Moore and the Panthers, my guy, he's awesome. Crushing it. Yeah. David, that's your problem. You're 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 sleeping about Jaguars players. <laughs> <laughs> you need to expand your horizon. DJ Moore had six points this week. Yeah, but that was his worst game of the season. The the week before he crushed it. I mean all the weeks 150 yards. All the weeks before, yeah. Last week, Darnold just had a horrible game. I mean, that was just oh yeah, Darnold, the the best quarterback in the week. I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, he had an off week for sure. Not so good. Some really bad turnovers. Do you think that Darren's going to write us into his book? What book? He's in <laughs> Maine right now in his like cottage, and he's like drafting a novel for the last three four years. You didn't you know serious? about this? Do y'all not talk to him? Y'all gotta ask, he's got a, a very interesting life. Business associates. <laughs> strictly business, strictly trade talk. And that's your problem. I'm looking, I'm looking through our messages now. We just I do build deep rooted relationships with my clients. I don't know about <laughs> you. All right, I'll have to hit him up about this uh, novel, this novella. In the cottage, too. Yeah, he like he like hunts for fish and shit. He's got like a beard. I'm being dead ass serious. No, you're not. <laughs> he does, you got pictures? Huh? I have pictures. I'm not gonna share it with you. Why not? Because he doesn't want me sharing it. Oh my god. He's got like this like bloodhound hunting dog out there and everything. <laughs> Is that why we heard crickets on the first? Uh, Probably. He's out there. He he's been out there for like four weeks. He's it better Pen be a paper. fire book. It better be about fantasy football. I thought he was at a Red Sox game the other day. Yeah, he went. Yeah, I think he's writing them in. What, he <laughs> flew from Maine down to wherever the fuck the game was. <laughs> no, he they yeah he drove into Boston because Tampa Bay was playing them, and then he went back to continue the book. Okay, I'll I'm down for this narrative. I'll ride with this. I'll ride with it. Well, we'll get him on the pod and we'll ask him about fishing and shit and hunting and he's i think it's like a survival book he's writing or some shit mm. remember in fifth grade that guy he had like the peregrine falcon and he like trained it and shit i know y'all read that book right this shit is so off the rails what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what i know don't you have about? a um a zo- uh, work call at 10 o'clock yeah i told them that it's 10 30 now oh <laughs> They're what are you talking? What are you working on at ten o'clock? That's so late. Our client they they've been at a national launch um, for the last three weeks, and it's like every week they want enhancements, and so I have to figure out which ones um, that are acceptable based on their priority. And it's just if I just do a cold handoff, the people in India are like, I don't know what to do, so I try to spend like forty five minutes with them. Just walking them through it, and then I wake up in the morning for the results. That was a great story. I really liked that story. <laughs> you guys wanted uh, it. I had to give it to you. I was curious. <laughs> I was curious. I asked. I'm sorry. All right, Larry. Thanks for coming on the pod. Yeah, let's run the outro music. <laughs>